0: This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. UFC 254, not far from here, played out in its bubble. Yaz Island, Fight Island uh, 2 as it was. Khabib, Norma Gomodov, Justin Gaethje. It was the fight that an awful lot of people were excited about leading up to it. And it was, well, it was Khabib that got the job done. Before we go into this, I want to just play this. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Jason Herzog has called a stop to this contest at 1 minute 34 seconds of round number two. Declaring the winner by technical submission due to a triangle choke and still undefeated and the UFC undisputed lightweight champion of the world, Khabib the Eagle. Yeah, you rob well, the Buffer family they've got the fight game wrapped up
1: oh incredible I was watching his performance and it was even weirder to see him doing yeah. his thing with no fans in attendance but the man does not miss a beat even the, the sort of the pointing and the jumping and the gesticulating <laughs> as he rushes up to yeah. each fighter to give them a the big entrance if Michael Buffer is the, refi- the refined version in the boxing ring then Bruce Buffer is very much the animated oh, caricature version in the Octagon but they're both perfect they're for brilliant. their respective settings.
0: They're absolutely brilliant. One man who was brilliant last night. And let's get to it. Khabib Nurmagomedov, 29-0. and 0. He announced seconds after uh, that triangle choke on Justin Gaethje early on in round two that he is done with UFC. He is done with mixed martial arts, announcing his retirement shocked at that? I was actually shocked,
1: yeah, and I was shocked, because I just, I I wasn't, you know, prepared for it. I hadn't, I, I suppose if you'd stopped for a second to think about it, then yeah, you would have probably thought, okay, well... You know, he's agreed to fight Justin Gaethje. A lot of people thought that when his dad very tragically passed away earlier this year that he would call it a day and that he would walk away from the sport, which is forever endemically associated, for him at least, with his father, Abdul Manap. Um, But the fact that he took the Gaethje fight seemed to suggest that he was going to continue now, what this turned out and what this transpired to be was simply him honouring a promise that he'd made to the UFC and also to Justin Gaethje to give him an opportunity to fight for that belt. Uh, Ga- Ga- Gaethje, of course, the interim title holder, yeah. Khabib, the lightweight champion. And once that was done, he cemented what he felt was undeniably his status as the best to ever do it in the octagon. 29-0 and in his MMA career. I think, is it 13-0 and yeah. in the UFC? and he is as close to someone who now there's various fighters who are invincible. Uh, it's it's a difficult one to sort of because you always think well so and so could on his day perhaps give him problems etc Khabib is for me as close to invincible as I think we've ever seen anyone in the octagon the UFC which is a notoriously difficult sport to go unbeaten in much harder I would argue even than boxing yeah.
0: which is extremely difficult in itself an awful lot more variables I think to it all and, and it's interesting you say that, say that about Khabib because I was watching there's a wonderful series that UFC roll out ahead of these big fight nights UFC Two five four, it was embedded, and six episodes. About they're, they're very much vlogs, seven to eight minutes in length, and I watched them from start to finish, one to six. In actual fact, and I was boring the missus she was half listening. And I said, "Khabib looked anxious to me." And hindsight's a wonderful thing, but it now it kind of makes sense. He seemed nervous to me because he wanted to go out mm. with victory. He wanted to honor his father with victory, and all that released the emotion of him. And I saw Ariel Hilwan who, of course, is one of the foremost MMA journalists and broadcasters. He made the comparison, Michael Jordan winning the NBA championship for Chicago Bulls not long after his father had passed away. The emotion poured out. He was lying in the dressing room. Of course, it was in The Last Dance, and I know you watched that, Sonal, where he just hugged the NBA finals trophy and let out this emotion. Khabib in the centre of the octagon. He waved his team off. He got down on his knees and he sobbed uncontrollably and it was actually Justin Gaethje who jumped back in he lent his support and his words to say your father would be incredibly proud It actually reminded
1: me of when Tiger Woods won the Open Championship in 2006 and he also burst into tears that was the first major that he'd won after his father passed away and there was definitely shades of that albeit in a very different setting Hoylake versus a UFC octagon but yeah I I mean uh, for Khabib he's done everything that he needed to do he's not the kind of guy to engage in in this sort of nonsense pantomime, I keep retiring Conor McGregor style every five five months. I haven't been in the headlines enough, so I'll just announce my retirement again. Conor, weirdly, having retired a few months ago, tweeted his congratulations to Khabib, which I thought was a nice touch, given what's gone on between those two over the last sort of couple of years. But of course, he somehow managed to make him the centre of the story as well I'll by saying, on. "I will carry on," I'll, like I'll take the torch. No, you won't. You were you were absolutely destroyed when you, you fought Khabib. You fought. Uh, you know Cerrone Donald Cerrone uh, in what was it January of this year it was this year 2020 and and nothing since so what what Conor does, he's now talking about a, a boxing bout with Manny Pacquiao. That's all just to swell his bank balance and not to really cement his status in the, in the octagon. Khabib really set his case and he actually vocalised it. And actually he inspired John Jones to jump on his Twitter because Khabib is saying, guys, give me credit where credit's due. Make me the pound for pound best ever and announce me as the pound-for-pound king when you release your rankings. On Tuesday, yeah. And a uh, a lot of Khabib supporters, Daniel Cormier, former light heavyweight world champion as well, former heavyweight world champion in the UFC, also jumping on that bandwagon saying, yep, for me, Khabib is the best to have ever done it. You can make, as with all these conversations, we've had them in tennis before, you can make pro and con columns for, for everyone. You've got probably, I think you've got four names in the mix. You've got Khabib, Anderson Silva, George St-Pierre and John Jones. Those those seem to be the four that get talked about when, it, when, it's, uh, when, it, when it's a goat Debate the, the, or discussion the, in your The UFC. one thing
0: uh, that Khabib certainly has going for him, I say the one thing, he has many things going for him. He's got that O, that O column, 29 and O, that can never be taken away from him. And the thing that I love about Khabib is his humility. And yeah. if you're making a long list of things, what criteria do you use? He never, ever engages in trash talk he was he was Conor McGregor tried to drag him and Conor admitted as much he tried to get him emotional he tried to drag Khabib into a verbal match in the hope that Khabib's focus would be somehow uh, i guess uh, smeared a little bit or smudged ahead of their clash that wasn't the case Khabib remains respectful to his opponent he doesn't need to trash talk and that for me is a massive tick In his box, because he said it. He said it time and time again. Part of mixed martial arts is about respect. It is about discipline. That is what the sport teaches you, and he has been true to that. And you've got to give him all the credit in the world. And his wrestling ability, it's second to none. And
1: also, a guy, you know, he came. He's from Dagestan. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to place Dagestan on the map, and I'm sure a lot of other people would not have been able to place Dagestan on the map. Who would have thought that he could become the most famous face in, in mixed martial arts, in the UFC, when, let's be honest, it's... corner still got him there, I think. I think you drop corner in Times Square, there's more people there Okay, for, all right, yeah, granted, but uh, I would say equivocal. Khabib has got masses of support in, in the Arab world, in, obviously, Russia, in Asia as well. He's got massive... Massive areas geographically of, of enormous support. I,
0: I'm reaching to check his Instagram compared to Conor. I still think okay, Conor's the face,
1: but Khabib
0: undoubtedly...
1: But my, when- I think my, my point is his story and where
0: he's come from. The yes. fact
1: that he comes from this rural community where he used to wrestle bears as a kid. Yeah. Uh, whatever you happen to think about that, that's what he used to do. And it's part of his narrative. It's part of his backstory. And just the way that his career has peaked and the fact that he's gone out of the top you know you look at if you're looking at anderson silver as an all-time great he lost i think a bunch of fights towards the end in fact i've just got his results here he lost twice to chris weidman michael bisping daniel cormier israel adesanya jared canyoneer he suffered six losses in his last eight fights uh, Khabib is going out on... He's doing the Pete Sampras. He's going out ultimately on a high, having won, having remained undefeated. I suppose Floyd Mayweather would be a good comparison there. For me, John Jones, who may just be the most technically gifted of all the fighters, the most versatile, the best striker, the best grappler, the best wrestler, he's got three drug suspensions. Yeah. How on earth can you award... I completely agree um, ...the greatest of all time status because John Jones got onto Twitter to say 15 world titles is the benchmark. You've got four. You've basically defended your belt three times, and that is, I suppose, the big con. If you were looking at Khabib's resume in UFC, for example, when you go down the list of people he's beaten, the quality starts at Michael Johnson, and it's and it goes on to Edson Barboza, Ali Kinter, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, and Justin Gaethje. Those are the real sort of, I would say, if not great, then then elite level fighters yeah. that he has beaten. But he's destroyed all of them. Absolutely he's absolutely destroyed. annihilated them in, in unanimous decisions via submission, in the case of Johnson, McGregor, Poirier and Gaethje, and he's mauled them. Visually, the appeal that, or the impression that Khabib gives he's always is control. just someone who's swamping all over yeah. you. You look at Justin Gaethje, lauded for his cardio against Tony Ferguson, who is in, in himself you know, a legendary in that status, a machine, a cardio machine. Yeah. Justin Gaethje wore out Tony Ferguson and yet Khabib, it would, the pressure that he applies made Gaethje look tired after round one. I couldn't believe, as an aside, that two of the three judges
0: gave the first round to Gaethje. Yeah, I, I was a bit surprised at that as well. And the one thing with Khabib, you never think his heart rate is up above 50 beats 40 beats he just looks calm he knows what he wants to do and he executes it to perfection off script extra time because sport is never scripted Tam Khan he is MMA practitioner bit of a pioneer for MMA in he's the also a Hollywood world. star these days he is a Hollywood star and we'll get We'd to that. that Yeah, we certainly will do just that he is also owner of TK MMA Gym right here in Dubai
1: and he's a friend of he Khabib I was
0: waiting to leave the last well the best to last he is good Bum, he is good mate with Khabib, and he joins us live on the line. Tammy, very good evening to you, my friend.
2: Good evening, guys. How are you all doing?
0: Yeah, we're all doing very well indeed. I tell you what, let's start with your budding Hollywood career. Tell us more about lining up with a certain Jackie Chan, I believe.
2: Yeah, uh, it was kind of like a crazy coincidence how they uh, scouted me for the movie um, they wanted a bad guy I guess I haven't got a face like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt yet, so they said Sh- Shrek's been taken so you've got to play the bad guy so uh, I kind of played my own character Brilliant Tom Brilliant
1: so and how, what was the experience like Tom?
2: Honestly it was out of this world it was the same kind of buzz I had when I used to fight professionally in the case to be honest that adrenaline rush and uh, it was one of the hardest things I've done trying to rehearse lines in front of like 50 cameras and Jackie Chan and all these top productions it's daunting but I enjoyed it I mean uh You know, um, it was just a new, it was a new kind of like hobby of mine and a new uh, test to do. So it was good.
1: At least some, no one was trying to punch you in the face while you were doing it, I suppose. That is the, the benefit of it. But, Tam, I mean, I'm, I watched uh, your Twitter line, your Twitter feed with interest last night. You made some great points about the career of Khabib Nurmagomedov. Were you uh, envisaging his retirement following that fight? Did that take you by surprise? And give us your overall assessment, if you can, of of the emphatic nature of the
2: performance as well. Uh, firstly, for me, it was his best performance to date. It was like... Phenomenal. I mean, I don't think anyone of us predicted that. We we said he'll go the later rounds, he'll wear him down, he'll shoot early. But Habib actually stood with him. He he showed no respect. He pressured Justin from the get-go, I think 60 seconds in. And he actually gassed Justin out in the first round. And um, at the end of the first, he took the takedown, which was an, an insane fast transition. And he passed to Mount and went for the armbar. And I think that that's the moment he realised, look, I'm gonna I'm just another level on the floor. And uh, he came out in the second, did the same, walked through striking with him, took him to the floor, and the submission, if you're not familiar, was such a superb submission, and it's very, very hard to pull off a, on a professional high-class athlete like that. I mean, that's the kind of thing you do in beginners, but he did it to Justin Gaethje. He yeah. actually mounted him and did a triangle from the mount, which is world-class technique, in a, and then, I mean, it was just superb, and to be honest, I remember we spoke a few months ago, I said when his dad died, I thought I want, it's not really likely for him to fight again, but when he took this fight, I was surprised. And I had a feeling when he was walking to the cage myself, he told uh, his coach, I love you twice. And he never, he's never emotional. It was kind of strange. And I said, something's not right. Either he's nervous or something's up here. And, uh I think he knew it was his last walkout.
0: Tam, break it down for us. Let's get technical for a second, if we can. You said there the triangle choke, very difficult to do. It's it's elementary in a lot of ways, and yet there he is doing it to Justin Gaethje. Just how good of a wrestler is Khabib? You're a man that studies it, for goodness sake. Does the man have any weaknesses?
2: I mean, look, he, they have weaknesses, but the thing is he's got such a strong mind and a resolve that he... His his mental game is so strong. He took Justin to deep waters, which Justin didn't expect. He stood with him and said, "Okay, you want to chop me down with your leg kicks? I'm going to take them and still back you, walk you backwards." So when you're pushing an opponent back, not only have they got to worry about trying to strike you, they're pressured from you. So they kind of the cardio goes more and more, and the lungs go. So Justin was trying to escape from Khabib's takedowns as well as hit him. The whole time, Habib just walking him down, striking, throwing flying knees. And um, I mean, he's the best MMA wrestler ever in the sport, I mean, by far. There's a difference between wrestling in the Olympics and mixing it with MMA. His style with MMA and strikes is the best. I mean, if you talk about the way he controls everyone, I mean, the last list of the Dustin Porres, the Conor McGregor's, the Barbosas, to Justin Gaethje, who was supposed to be a world-class wrestler, who is, and he just controls them, wraps them around and mounts them at ease. I mean, just to get a mount on a world-class grappler is very hard, let alone mount with ease and control and submit.
1: Interesting to see the other UFC practitioners voicing their opinions. Tam Connor, quite magnanimous, I suppose, in his congratulatory message. But John Jones as well, jumping on Twitter to argue his case in terms of when you when you talk about the greatest of all time and Khabib using that interview to say UFC, you need to put me number one in your pound for pound rankings because I've earned it. John Jones refuting that, saying that he hasn't defended enough belts. What's your take on? Who is the greater? Is it Jones, who's had all the issues with failed drug tests, but probably a deeper kind of career at the top level? Or is it the unbeaten Khabib?
2: It's the unbeaten Khabib. I mean, look, when you talk about the greatest of all time, it's not just the record. It's your personality. It's what you do, your character, how you influence the younger generation. You're you're a role model in a a certain way. So when John Jones, we don't know how many drug tests he's failed, only the ones he's got caught with. He's had a DUI. He's been to court many times. Uh, using illegal substances. Whilst, and he's had fights where, I mean, many believe Reyes beat him. And he's had fights where he's bled and he's very he struggled to win and it was dodgy decisions. Khabib hasn't lost a round, barely. Khabib hasn't even bled. When you talk about dominance and you speak about, like, the Mayweathers or the Michael Jordans, Khabib's up there. When The word dominant is what he did. I mean, he never even bled. I've never seen him bruised. He's just lost one round, they say, in history against Connor. Even that's debatable. Yeah. And, I mean... Never even a bruise. I mean, imagine fighting a cage with a grown man, grown professional athletes, and not being bruised or cut. He's like Drago from Rocky Four, and his character, the way he's humble, the way he speaks about respect your parents, kids, uh, train, don't swear, don't be offensive, yeah. uh, respect, honour. I mean, that's what you look at as a role model, and I think, for me, he's got to be the greatest, because he's got that Muhammad Ali-esque kind of thing about him. And I think when you saw Twitter yesterday, the timeline, bar John Jones, celebrities in Hollywood, to actors, to rap stars they all kind of said the same thing and it was just it was beautiful to see and i think when he cried it was like everyone you could have been the toughest guy on the street to the biggest fight everyone was affected by that so it was like to see this grown beast who never shows emotion just break down you could tell the emotion and the pain he was going through so that's what made it extra special
0: Uh, Here here on that front, Tam, there's a lot I agree with what you've said there. In terms of what next, I did ask the question to Robbie a little earlier. Does he? What tempts him? Is retirement? Is that the exclamation mark on his career? Do you see that being the the case? Do you see anyone tempting him back? And if not, what next for Khabib Nurmagomedov?
2: No, he's done. Uh, Unless five, ten years later. Personally, I can't say personal stories, but I know when he came to visit us, for free, went to support the gym, met the little kids. I had four phone calls and I'm not gonna say the numbers what was offered just for lunch, but the numbers were like more than maybe all of our salaries put together for a year. For lunch, for thirty minutes, he said no. Uh showroom offered him ten thousand dollars for five seconds to walk in and do a picture, he said no. So I know the kind of money he gets offered. And that was then. I've heard numbers. He doesn't he doesn't do it for the money. And when I mean that it's not a gimmick. He doesn't care for money. He doesn't care for fame. He's about honor. So when he says one thing, he means it and I think well, he said he wants to build like uh gyms for the less fortunate free gyms he wants to look up do charity he wants to travel the world use his uh status in a positive way which i support i think look it's about time athletes went out the good way on the top rather than seeing them come back get brain injuries like the greats like roy jones or the holy fields it's, it's it's refreshing to see that and i think more athletes will follow his footsteps
1: Just a quick one, Tam, just to round off. Do we see Gaethje-Connor? Is that a fight that would intrigue you? And where does the lightweight division go from here?
2: In my opinion, uh, don't be surprised if the Pro-A-Connor fight, which has been booked, will be for the title. It'll be for the vacant title. Um, And then you'll see Gaethje fight uh, Michael Chandler, the new guy who signed from Bellator, who was a reserve at the show. And I think they'll... Or they'll do an interim, and they'll have the winners of both fights meet. I think that's what they're going to do. Because... You've got to keep the show going, and Connor brings in too much money. If he, whoever wins that fight will be that. I mean, Poirier's in a role. he's on a role now. So whoever wins that two fight win streak, and Justin just fought and he was concussed, so he's got a wait, I think, a medical suspension for a few months. So that makes more sense. Poirier and Connor, Gaethje probably fight Mike Chandler, and Ferguson maybe against uh, say, Diaz or someone, and they'll fight out to see who's a champ. But each of them inside will know they're not the real champ. That's the only problem. They'll know that a guy's kind of left the belt and left the building like John Jones in light heavyweight. So it's going to kind of bug them, but at the end of the day, he did clean the division out, to be honest.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Tammy. And listen, before we let you go, the name of that film that you do starring alongside Jackie Chan, where can we find it?
2: It's called Vanguard. It's in a cinema movie. It's now. I'm the ugly, bald guy. You'll see the bad guy <laughs> I'm actually a nice guy. So please, guys, don't forget uh, when you see me on the street.
0: I love it, Tom. It's Always a, a pleasure pick. to catch up. Tam Khan, TK, MMA gym, right here in Dubai. Do give that man a follow.